baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. From Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village, it's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ranji and Tom Ackerman. Here it is, hour two of the show from Cardinals Nation. We've had a good one so far, at least we like to think we have. We've uh, talked to a number of different people. Um, we still have an interview with Lance Lynn, which will be coming up here shortly. You had a chance to hear from Tommy Edmond, uh, Stephen Matz. We still have a Ryan Helsley conversation that's going to happen as well. And uh, we are going to be talking with the manager. Oliver Marmol is going to join us here in just a little bit. We are going to do that. Right now we're joined by Cardinals pitch. Packy Naughton, tell me if that headset ends up messing up on you, and then we'll we'll change that it out. Be good. I think yeah, yeah, it's, I think good. it's a good. Sounds one. good. It's the first time we've used it here in in, uh, in the last like half hour, so I just want to make sure. Yeah, now it. I can't hear it. Yeah, see, I, I was you. hearing it. Here, let me trade. Let me trade you. Let's oh, do so this. we're having. Tra- see, this is what uh, technical difficulties well, we look like. We just want to make yeah. sure we have one. One headset is bad. I think we just figured out which one it is. How's that? That was good. Better. All right. See? All right. That good. one was working. And yeah. Then put, yeah. Put this one in the trash. Yeah, um, in the trash. Packy Naughton is with us. Packy, thank you for being with us. I appreciate it. How's your off season gone? It's going great. Uh, a lot warmer than this <laughs> <laughs> down in Jupiter, which is good. Nice and warm down there. Uh, but yeah, coming back and seeing everyone, it's also great. So happy to be here. How long you been in Jupiter? Um, I've been there. So this is the off season. I got there in August. Once I got hurt and had surgery, I went down there. Yeah. But I've been in Jupiter for three years now. Okay. So yeah, that's a been, long time. Yeah, I've been there for a while. Actually, before I was with the Cardinals, so it actually got picked up by the Cardinals. It just kind of worked out. It was Th- perfect. That's got. That's the easy. There's no move. No, no move. It was you great. To- it was like, hey, by the way, you're going home. I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> Fantastic. How many, how many guys living down there? Uh, there are a few. Uh, Jaywalks down there. Uh, Goldie, Donnie. Um, there's definitely a couple others that I'm forgetting, but um, guys trickle in and out too. I think a couple guys have houses down there that they're in and out of all off season. So yeah, there uh, are a few of us. Donovan and Goldschmidt, what a great combo they are. They work out a ton, don't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, they're two, they're uh, together over at a a place that they they train at, and looks like an awesome place. Uh, you and uh, Zach Thompson were pretty close, if I recall, back in spring training and through the season. I I really. Like Zach, just went on the caravan with him. What what uh, brought the two of you together? Yeah, no, I think just being the lefties. I mean, me and him out of camp last year, we, we had a thing. You know, we were both going to break, and we said that all camp. You know, we wanted to break together, and we wanted to be the two lefties. And um, we just ended up working together quite a bit throughout spring training. And then the year prior, um, playing together all 2022 and kind of being on the elevator together. So, um just kind of getting to know him and work throughout uh, spring training with him and, and get to know him as a person, and he's awesome. Like you said, I, I love Zach. He's he's one of the best. What sorts of things do you work on with one another? I know there was a, just a story written about him and a new pitch that he's been working on. Uh, it, is that something that you guys share? You talk about that, talk about grips and that sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. You know, talking about grips is a big thing, and then 
with both of us being lefties, we kind of we don't have the same plan of attack for hitters, but we can kind of see what each other's trying to do and and you know trying to attack that way, and and going just bouncing ideas off of each other and and seeing you know what the other one might think will work, what doesn't work, what coming out of your hand, what shapes might have, what what might be looking better, what might be looking worse, and just kind of bouncing more ideas off of each other. How often do you adjust during the course of a game with grips? During the course of a game, not much. Okay. You're just kind of once you're out there, it just compete. And you just got to go with what you got, and you know whatever your best is that day, that's what you got to go with. Um, so throughout the game, not too much. Um, maybe in in pregame catch when you're throwing early in the day, but not too much in game. I have a question about that too, because guys sometimes will talk about you know a, a bullpen session or whatever prior to a game, you know, getting warmed up and it feels good, mm-hmm. and then they go out there and it doesn't feel quite the same. How often does something like that happen? You're getting ready and you're like, oh, I, I've got I got a handle on this, and then once you get out there, it changes a bit. Yeah, every once in a while, you know, you you, you might be throwing in the bullpen and thinking, oh, I'm, I'm lights out today. I got everything <laughs> working, and it, then you know you you get on the the game mound and you're looking, and you got the fans and the the little bit of adrenaline that kind of just throws your timing off a, a split second. Um, you might get out there, and then you just got to kind of calm yourself down and go back to what was working for you in the bullpen prior, and just continue building off of that. And you have your checkpoints throughout the game when stuff's going awry and you need kind of a little hint here or there you have your checkpoints to go back and look at and, and feel like I'm a big feel guy so like if I'm not feeling something I know that, that that's kind of wrong and I can kind of go back and make a modification that way the pitch clock kind of moves things along but mm, definitely d- did you adjust to that yeah I I, I kind of move faster as it is so I like the pitch clock you know it kept my momentum going and when I was on a roll I was on a roll um, I only threw five innings with it, so it was kind of hard to get a, a full season gauge on it. But I didn't, I didn't hate it. Um, I think being able to step off once without a penalty or, or just having some sort of like mental reset or take a breath would have been cool. But it is what it is. You know, for, for the most part, the rules, the the new rules. Do you think they benefit pitching or 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 not? Um, I don't know if it benefits it or or takes away from it necessarily. I think they're they're positives and negatives to both sides um like i said not really being able to step off and just kind of reset and take a breath when you really need to that can kind of be a pain but um at the same time like i said when when you're on a roll and you're kind of grooving you're throwing stuff in there and hitters they have no time to react anyways so if you can get on a roll and, and kind of move that way it can play to your favorite too i know you guys all text each other that's really the way we communicate today but especially this team you have different ways that you can all connect when does it start to pick up, or has it in the off season? What's the message within this club on moving forward from last year? That that's just it. Is we're moving forward. Don't you like? We can't even look at what what happened last year. You know, anomalies happen. You know, just stuff happens, and you can't really look at it. You can look at it in terms of what we need to work on. Which I mean, everybody they know what they need to work on. You know, you go into your off season, you have your plan, um, and so it kind of that way, but. Like you said, you just you can't even look at last season. So I think it's just move forward, keep the the head down, and just keep grinding. Yeah, I think that's a that's an interesting uh, question. Is do you take it and learn from it, find you know little things that maybe could be done better, or do you just you know wipe the slate clean, forget about it, and move on? See, I, I mean, I was hurt a lot of last season, yeah. so that kind of throws a wrench in things. But I, I would I just wipe the slate clean. You know, you you like you you can definitely take key parts and. Say throughout a season, you know, you walked a lot more guys than you're used to. You individually, you know, that that's something you can control and you can work on that all off season. You know, as a team, you kind of just there, – there were a lot of injuries. Guys weren't 
together at the full with the World Baseball Classic for spring training. And so there was just a lot of moving parts. And I think the best thing is just wipe the slate clean and move forward and look into 2024. Okay, so Michaelis is the king at this. So I, I, <laughs> he's number one on the list. But Jupiter, give me, like, your lowdown of Jupiter. For our fans going to spring training, where would they have the best opportunity to grab something to eat, maybe a part of town that you like? What do you like about Jupiter, Palm Beach County? I love this place called Dive Bar, and it's like like not a not a dive bar. It's like a like a seafood sushi on the 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 intercoastal. It's just gorgeous. You're eating outside. It's beautiful weather. They have great sushi, great seafood. It's just that's one of my favorite spots to go to the down place there. Place gets a little crowded over. A very definitely. Like especially the spring breakers. So you got to call mm-hmm. ahead. There's like a system. You got to call ahead. Uh huh. Yeah. They, it's 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 tough. You know. Usually, what I try to do is I'll just go and try to sit at the bar and and grab two seats at the bar with me and my girlfriend or just you, you got to go in small quantities the bigger the quantity yeah. the, the longer you're going to wait so if you can just grab one or two people and go and you can kind of because the inside is seat yourself so if you can go in and and grab a, a spot at the bar or there are high tops you can get a spot at that's the way to do it that's a great would call. you would you say that the weather there right now is better than four degrees <laughs> You see, I was kind of complaining about the weather last week down in Jupiter, and it was like 67, 68 oh, degrees. Come on, I know, man. but it was cold. That's my it's, listen, I know. Listen, yeah. me too. But for some reason, the humidity makes 67, 68 feel colder. Now I know it's not, and I know I'm from Boston. I, I grew up in cold. My thin, my my, or excuse me, my blood has become so thin since I've moved down to Jupiter. It's crazy. <laughs> I cannot deal with the cold anymore. I walked outside yesterday and I was like, I want to just turn around and get back in bed. Like, That's can we so not fun. do today? Oh, it's just brutal. Hey, where, where's, your, where's your Boston accent? Uh, it's gone. It's I have yes. Uh huh. Every single person I've met from Boston has it, except for you. <laughs> yeah. So I went down. I uh, went to school at Virginia Tech. Yeah. And when I went down there, nobody had ever. I don't even think they knew a person from Boston. So I. <laughs> used to have to say a lot of different things, like just words and say park, say car. And it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it kind of wears on you a little bit. Yeah. So then you kind of turn it off. And then, you know, playing in pro ball, I didn't play anywhere. The most northeast place I got to was Dayton, Ohio. So yeah, okay. I wasn't really around for college or pro ball. And now I'm 10 years removed. And oh, who's oh, <laughs> oh, the <laughs> How you doing, Alan? Good to see you. That's awesome. We're going to talk to the manager in just a bit. Last thing on that note, just the support staff for the Cardinals as well. I mean, they're feeling it too. You know, they want to they want to wipe the slate clean and, and start new. What about the staff that monitors pitching? Your pitching coach adding Dean Kikafer, bullpen, all of that stuff. How is that? Yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to getting to work with all these guys. That Dean, I've I've known for a couple of years, and he's awesome. And Dust, I mean Dusty's he's a genius so getting to work with those two guys every day and and just seeing how everyone comes back during spring training i'm really really looking forward to it can't wait good to see you man one of the yeah. good guys right here Pat. thank you Listen, guys hey bring back the boston accent i love it <laughs> maybe every I once in a while it. just like fake it out and throw it out there i bet when guys. he's really just, mad when something goes well wrong. if you, you catch a, a phone call between me and my parents it comes out so <laughs> awesome. if you guys want to follow me around that yeah. way go for it thanks man all right. Appreciate Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Packy you. Naughton with us, pitcher for the Cardinals. Uh, thank you for being with us. And uh, we've got Oliver Marmel coming up next. The manager of the Cardinals will join us here at Winter Warm-Up from Cardinals Nation on KMOX. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. 
from Bush Stadium in Ballpark Village. It's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ronji and Tom Ackerman. It's really heating up here in St. Louis. We're up to 5 degrees. It's pool. 5 degrees. It's and pool it's, holes uh, out there. It is pool holes out there. It is winter warm-up. We are broadcasting live from Ballpark Village at Cardinals Nation. It's Tom and me, Chris Ranji, and we have another special guest with us now. Very pleased to be joined by the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals entering his third season at the helm. Oliver Marmel joins us live. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Yeah, We're doing great. Awesome. It's freezing, but it's, it's nice to be indoors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's, what's the offseason uh, like been for you? It's been good. Um, I've actually spent the, the entire winter here in St. Louis. We've made this home, and uh, we've enjoyed it. Um, we've popped down to Florida a couple times, but uh, the majority of our time has been spent here, and it's been, it's been awesome. Um, been uh, somewhat busy in, in, in getting guys in and, and a lot of conversations with players and staff, but uh, overall, um, I've really enjoyed it. The additions that you've made. Let's start with the rotation. Let's do Bringing it. Bringing in Lance Lynn, <laughs> Kyle Gibson, and Sonny Gray. What do they bring to the table? Uh, this is something we talked about last night. It's um, it's more than just guys that are going to help us in the win column. These guys are going to speak life into that clubhouse. They're going to bring guys alongside with them. They're passionate competitors. Um, they embrace competition, but they also love getting other guys around them better. And that's a key to sustaining success. And uh, in talking to Sonny and talking to Gibby and Lance, um, they, they're they're putting in the work this off season to get everybody on board. And it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. That's a really difficult thing to quantify. Just how much uh, you know. Tom was talking to Lance Lynn, and you know we're going to play that interview a little bit later. But just about the the bulldog, right? To have a guy like that who's willing to yell into his glove and, you know, pump up a, a team, how much does it really matter? I, like I said, it's difficult to quantify, but guys will tell you it is important. It, it, listen, it's a, a game played by humans, and uh, emotions play into it. That's why it's hard to quantify just leadership in general and, and what camaraderie really does for a team and how you bring in certain personalities that are different in the ways they go about it. But when you put them all together, it just makes sense. Um, and Mo and his group have done a really nice job in, in the personalities that they've brought in with such a competitor in Sonny Gray. Um, but he also brings guys along with him. Uh, Gibby, he's super encouraging, uh, especially to, to the next generation of players. Like, he does a really good job of that. you got Lance Lynn. I mean, the word that comes to mind when I think of Lance is just accountability. He's going to make sure you're on point, and he's going to be on point, and he wants you to be right alongside with him. So um, those three additions – all in their own way, add something extremely valuable to that clubhouse. That is another thing that I've always found fascinating is that guys will tell you that the accountability aspect a lot of times is better coming from a teammate than it is from a coach or a manager. You're spot on. Uh, that clubhouse is ran by the players, right? As a manager and as a staff, you create the framework for which we operate by and the standards and the just the expectations um, and how we're going to get there. Um, but when it comes from the leaders in that clubhouse, it, it, it's helpful. And uh, th there's, there's different ways to go about it. But you, you want to make sure that you do have guys in that clubhouse that hold people accountable. And then if something gets to your desk, then you, you take care of it. Who are the leaders? Arenado, Goldschmidt? 
Man, it, it'd be one thing to sit here and say, here are the three leaders on the position player side, here are who they are on the pitching side. The reality is this works well when all of them have some skin in the game and some ownership over what this looks like and, and are buying into becoming a family and trusting each other. And um, so it's not this guy's our leader as much as everybody has a piece in this and a voice and let's, let's work together towards one common goal. Yeah. I feel like Contreras, again, not to single people out, but like, He's in a position now where he can take ownership of that leadership role. And not that he didn't last year, but here he is. He's got a year under his belt. He sees what you guys like to do. He knows that there's a lot still to, to move forward and prove. He has that in him. Yeah, and he cares. I mean, if there's one quality that it's probably like this guy really, really cares. Um, and when you come into a new team and you want to impress, you want her to show that I'm here to, to help win and get to a World Series, um, there's a lot of pressure that comes alongside that. And, and you think of Goldie, he, he mentioned it his first year. It took him a while to, to adjust to, to playing in St. Louis, and Arenado said the same thing. It took him a year, and, and Willie's no different. Um, so the second year where he feels settled, he knows where everything's at, I mean, he knows his place. Um, there, there's a comfort in that, and I think we're going to see a, a, a high level of production from him on both sides of the ball. Yeah, there was discussion about that at the beginning part of of last year that you know you're, you're trying to help him grow into the role a little bit yeah. more. What is different about him, or what was different about him later in the year as opposed to the beginning, if anything? We were at the baseball writers' dinner last night, and he was on stage, and he said, "I, I was trying to do too much," and that's accurate. It's like. You get off to a slow start, and then you're trying to make up for the slow start, and it just kind of continues to pile on, and 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 that's difficult. Offensively so, or game calling or, or all of it? Um, all of it. He just felt like he was trying to do too much, and at the end of the day, like he took a step back and said, I know who I am, I know what I'm here for, and I'm just going to play with some freedom and just enjoy competing. And he got lost in competition, which is an awesome thing. And it's got to be difficult for him also. I think we talked about this last winter warm-up with him when he was sitting here. Uh, taking over for a guy who was as popular as Yadier Molina was and as good at the position in a a future Hall of Famer likely, did that weigh on him? Um, I'm not sure if that weighed on him as much as just wanting to help the team. Um, He did a really nice job in his press conference when when he first came over. He said, I'm not trying to be Yadi. I know who I'm replacing. There's a lot of respect there. But at the same time, I I wanted to just be the best version of Wilson Contreras. So I think for him it was a matter of, like, he wanted to help so bad that there was extra pressure there to do it. And when he wasn't able to do it early on, it just kind of snowballed. But he was able to take a step back. This is a guy. I love him. I have a ton of respect for him. And uh, I think we're going to see a... a really good Wilson Contreras this year. I yeah. agree with you. And I think that you have player. I remember it happened to Matt Holiday in 09. Yeah. Holiday came in. He's got this huge, you know, contract, and everybody's pumping up the fact that Matt Holiday's here. And it was like you had to live up to that. At first, it's an adjustment. Speaking of Holiday, so a year ago, Holiday, roughly a year ago, Holiday's your bench coach. And then he decides, you know what? Got to spend some time with family. I got kids who are major prospects. Joe McEwing, you guys kind of scramble. You get McEwing in place. What is the transition, with all respect to Joe, to have somebody that you came up with and Daniel Descalzo by your side on that bench? And Joe still is retained as an advisor. Yeah. Um, 
I have a really good relationship with Daniel. Um, we played together early on, uh, coming up through the minor league system, and I've I've really wanted him on this staff one way or another. And there's an opportunity to do that, especially in in a in a bench coach position. I think it, it fits him really well. This is a guy that, when you get to know Daniel, he's man, he's competitive. Um, he's got edge to him. He's direct. Uh, he holds people accountable. He is, uh, from a personality standpoint, super relational. So he's going to be able to relate to the young guys and and Win and Walker in that group. But he also has really strong relationships with Contreras and Arenado and Goldie. Um, so the mix of what he's able to bring to the table is ideal for for what we're looking for right now. To go um, back to that, that yeah. idea, I'm sorry, I mean to cut no, you off. Good, that, the idea of accountability does it. Does it help sometimes to have a guy who's not that far removed from playing? Because he really isn't. No, he's not. And, and, yes, the relatability there is real. But they're also looking at a guy that's a a champion, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he knows what that looks like. He knows what it feels like and tastes like. And and he's able to speak to that. Um, So I I think the young guys and the veteran group can look at him and go, you know what, we can trust him. Um, So it was important for me to bring Scals in. Uh, This is a guy that in the future, in my opinion, is going to manage. So he's a talent. Cardinals manager Oliver Marmol with us here. Winter warm-up, Cardinals Nation at Ballpark Village. It's Tom Ackerman and Chris Ranji. We're going to have another segment with the manager when we come back right here on KMOX. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. From Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village, it's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ranji and Tom Ackerman. Welcome back with Chris. I'm Tom. Oliver Marmel, Cardinals manager with us. Ollie, I am pumped for this season. When I get <laughs> surrounded by all these fans and the players and the former players, I wanted to ask you, last night, the 2004 Cardinals were being honored for the 20th anniversary, and they talked about tightening. You could tell they were tight. Tightening clubhouse. Winning helps, but certainly they had fun. They talked about the chemistry of the team. Tony LaRusso was up there. What was it like watching that and seeing a team that played at that highest level and, and that moment in time, that history of the Cardinals? Yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. There's, uh, you can tell that there was unity in what they did. Um, to your point, they had a lot of fun doing it together, and that's what makes a club is in 162 games, you're going to go through certain periods that aren't favorable. They, they, they're, just, they're not good. And how you handle that as a club is important. If you start to break off and have individuality and just um, not stay tight-knit in the family, then um, it, it makes for a tough season. So to watch them up there and telling stories and what that really looked like, you, you, you felt like you were experiencing it with them. It, it was a fun night to be a part of. When you find the right mix, there's just <clears> nothing <throat> like it. What yeah. is a winning player to you? That's what you're searching for. You want a clubhouse full of winning players. Winning players um, really do care about others more than themselves, and that's tough to do in this industry because everybody's looking out for their next contract, and, and that's important. Um, but the good ones, they really do have a passion for bringing others alongside with them, and uh, we have those guys. Um, and doing a better job of that is is at the forefront of, of this upcoming year. The, the the mix of players you have now, and it, it will be a little bit different. I mean, you've got some faces who are gone now. Tyler O'Neill traded away. Jordan Hicks uh, no longer here. The newcomers on the pitching staff, 
you'll take some time to get to know them a little bit better. But just in terms of personnel, of actual talent on the field, how do you feel about the mix? I feel good about the mix. I, I really do. Um, I think the moves that have been made up to this point all have a real purpose behind them from a personality and performance standpoint, some swing miss in the bullpen, some longevity. Um, when Those guys have been tested in that rotation. They, they, they've experienced the ups and downs of what Major League Baseball is all about. Um, they've gotten punched in the face before. They've, they've gotten back up. They've had success. They've won. So the mix of what they bring to the table is, is important. Um, so you look at our offense. We were a top 10 offense last year. You add an extra year to a new bar who's understanding himself even more to a Gorman who's making adjustments and understanding kind of what this league's all about, a healthy Donovan. Um, you, you talk about a guy that played the game not feeling well all the time in Tommy Edmond and you get him healthy and running around there and, and feeling, I mean, that's a big deal. So, man, I, I feel good about the mix that we have. We had some young guys in Jordan, and I said it last night. Last year taught us a lot. Um, it wasn't a wasted year, and that, that's important for, for people to understand. Did it suck? Absolutely. It was a terrible, I mean, we all experienced it. It was awful. But it's a wasted year if you, if you don't grow from it, you don't learn from it, you don't make adjustments based on what you're seeing. And, um, one thing we got to do is learn about people in difficult situations and in a difficult year. And when you talk about the young guys and Jordan Walker, this kid's heartbeat is going to allow him to do this for a long time. And he's going to create some amazing memories for this organization. So you got to see certain things, and uh, you add a year of experience to that lineup, and you feel pretty good about it. I told Mason Wynn, I said, I know I always introduce you as Cardinal shortstop, but I don't think they're going to give it to you. And I think that you like that. And he said, I do. <laughs> I do like that. Is that true? Or is it, That's true. He's going to have to earn that. Yeah, everything's earned. I mean, there's not a level above this one. This is the top. And you have to earn every ounce of it. And he knows that and he loves that. But that's why I love having conversations with him because he does not back down from competition. He embraces it. He doesn't scare. And for his age to show up at the big league level, continuously get punched in the face offensively and just – not scare and keep and keep going and keep going i mean it was fun to watch it he didn't love it right like he would have wished he performed a little better last year but it was good to see him hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did face adversity and how he responded to it and i can tell you he's made for this how do you use that as a player who's still relatively inexperienced uh, to take an ex the experience he did get yeah. in 2023 what do you how do you use that the following year it, it was important to get him up here for that exact reason right he's going into this offseason now knowing exactly what it looks like feels like to put on that uniform at Bush Stadium and compete. It's a whole different feel if he's going into this offseason. Let's say we didn't call him up. He's going into this offseason going, man, I, I wonder what it's like up there. And he's working hard, but he's still figuring, like, I wonder what it's like. Am I, am I going to be able to do it? Is, is the pitching that much different? Is playing short going to speed up on me? 
And now he can go into the offseason going, no, I experienced it. I know what it feels like. I know what the pitching looks like. I was able to play defense and slow the game down. And I have to make these small adjustments in order to have success. But I know what this feels like now. And that's a, that, that's a big advantage going into this spring training. Would you like to have – health obviously has to do with this. Would you, would you like to have a consistent lineup every day? That would be a beautiful thing. Um, flexibility and versatility is awesome, and I value it. I think we all do. I think uh, the Tommy Edmonds and Donovans of the world are important because they do allow you to make certain moves throughout the course of a game and give guys days off and not skip a beat. Um, but it's also nice to know that you show up to the park and you go, I'm playing short every day and I'm hitting here. And I'm showing up every day, I'm playing center field, and I'm hitting here. So um, ideally, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that would be best-case scenario. Um, health being the, the key to that, uh, that'd be nice. How defined is Yadier Molina's role? Do you have an idea of how often he'll be around? No, no it's not, like, perfectly defined just yet. I mean, I've had – I love that dude. Um, I've had numerous conversations with Yadi at all hours of the, of the day, and uh, the last two months we've talked quite a bit. And, um, man, we worked hard to get him here often. Uh, we wanted him in that dugout every day. I, I love working with him, game planning with him. I have a ton of respect for him. And the year I got to manage him, it was awesome. Um, so my goal was to get him with us uh, as often as possible. And from a timing standpoint, um, he, he's got a family to attend to, man. You, you think about it. I have a lot of respect for that. No, no different than Holiday. Um, my hope was to get him here as well, and I think the fans would have loved that. But... These guys have given a couple decades of their lives away from their families and the sacrifice that it takes for, man, you're at the stadium at 10, 30, 11 o'clock every morning. You're there till midnight. And as a player, he's missed 18, 20 years of being home. And, and, and he deserves the ability to kind of make his own schedule for a little bit. Um, so perfect world that I want Yachty. Absolutely, man. I love that guy. But um, we'll take him as much as, uh, as we can. Can't do an interview with you without – mentioning the fact that on thursday we are going to throw a dinner at tapawingo <laughs> partly your idea now uh, you correct you, you and i got together we talked <laughs> about this this is a, a a cool thing here there are only a few tickets left what are you anticipating here is we're going to have a dinner i'm going to moderate we're going to talk some ball and fans are going to get a chance to ask you questions i i love it it's something that to your point i wanted to do i think it's important to make yourself available to the fans win or lose i mean they got questions and uh I love talking baseball. So um, I, I rather sit in a room and, and take as many qu- I'll sit there all night. I mean, honestly, I'll sit there until people are out of questions. Um, because it, it's one thing. Like, think about our fan base, man. Like, they, they continue to show up even when we were losing. And you, you got to be able to sit in a room and, and, and handle the questions. And that's why I said I wanted to do it. Um, it'll be a great environment. It'll be fairly intimate where – it's not a huge, huge amount of people, um, but we can sit there and just talk baseball and answer some real questions, um, the ones that you scream at the TV for, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nothing's off the table then? No, 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 no. i got to no. start this writing is, down then. Hold hey, on. Hey, start start <laughs> the list. Nothing's off the to, table. Right. I mean, th- this is what I wanted to do. I want them to be able to ask whatever they want, yeah. and um, and I'm going to be honest. Um, and. Don't get your feelings hurt if I answer in a way you don't like, though. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, KMOX.com slash events, by the way, on that note, if you want to grab the last few tickets. But I truly believe that you have one of the biggest jobs in sports. And part of it is the championships and the history here. Part of it's also the fans. You know, the fan, It's a massive fan base that puts a lot of pressure on the team, but in a way that they 
just want you to be great because they expect you to be great. Do you let all that get to you, or how do you see your job? No, if it honestly, it fuels me. Um, I, I was able to spend a couple hours with, with Tony Woodruff last night and um, talking about exactly that, how big the job is, and, and some of the ups and downs that he's had in his career as a manager and how he endured the downs, and um, it, it's it's part of it, and it's a big job. But that's what wakes you up at night. I, I mean, in the in the morning is being able to when a whole city's depending on a W. That motivates me. It fuels me. It's not pressure. It, 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 honestly, it, it's not. I, I don't think I'd wake up every morning passionate about what I'm doing. If it was for an organization where if you won, great, and if you lost, hey, get them tomorrow type thing. I, I love the you're expected to win every day because that's what we're used to. So figure it out. That mentality is why I do it. So. The accountability that comes with that, um, I welcome it. Uh, the pressure that comes with that is the reason I do it. Um, was last year bad? It was um, on me, and it's my job to get it back to, to what it needs to be. Cardinals manager Oliver Marmol, we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming by and, and talking to us. And no this doubt. was this was just a warm up for what'll happen Thursday. I'm looking forward to Thursday. We're <laughs> going. You, you and I are going on stage. We're gonna we're gonna do that'll some be. Other oh yeah, and I got to do this again. That'll it's be lovely. Can't yeah. wait. It's in like 45 minutes. We'll, we'll get up there. I got to get a new coffee. Um, appreciate you, man. Thank you. No, I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for having me. That's Cardinals manager Ollie Marmol. I've got Tom Ackerman with Tom Ackerman with me, Chris Ranji. We are. Broadcasting live from Cardinals Nation at Ballpark Village, part of winter warm-up on KMOX. From Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village, it's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ranji and Tom Ackerman. Tom, I'm looking at the TV right now, and I see that they are selling uh, bases, game-used bases, and uh, they're using parts of seats from Bush Stadium. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this happen right now, and I'm wondering, do we go in and buy something? Do we, do we, find, a, do we find a chair to put in the house? What do we do? I feel like this is something we need to, to get on. You know? Yeah. I think so. You I want th- to? I think we need to go over You there. seem like the kind of person that would have old stadium seats in your house somewhere. I don't. Uh, oh, okay, I'll tell you a quick story. There's actually one here that was owned by my family. So my dad oh. had a green seat from Sportsman's Park. Wow. And we that had would be it, awesome. We had it in our basement for years. Um, you know, my sister and I, like, probably put stuffed animals on it. And, you know, like, so, <laughs> but it was there. So my dad passed away right before my 18th birthday, uh, died of a heart attack. And before that, he had already gotten approval to put it in Cooperstown, that Cooperstown had accepted it to bring it into their artifacts and, you know, have it in their stuff, and they could display it whenever they wanted. We had the approval letter. So my when my dad passed away, my dad's friends said, you know, we'll go with you to Cooperstown and do it. Well, we didn't. We put it off for years. We wanted to do the right thing, get everyone up there. And when the Cardinals started to design their concept for the new Hall of Fame, I thought, you know, I think we put it here. So I went to build it with the third, and I told them what I had, and they asked what I wanted for it, and I said, I don't want anything. I want to donate it, and I would like it to be donated in my father's name. And so it's here. It's in the That's awesome. Hall of Fame and Museum. It is an original. They had never seen one. An original green wow. seat. I don't know how he got it. He probably 
That was what that was a question I was probably ask. stole. You think he just ripped it out? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but Last game actually, of the season, he ripped it out, and, and you walked. could actually sit in it. Like you, we we sat in it. You could sit in it, and and um, it's it's pretty cool. So it is here in the Cardinals Hall of Fame and Museum, and I'm really proud of that. That my dad. You know, there's there's a piece of my dad's memorabilia here. But, no, otherwise, I'm not really a big memorabilia collector. I'll tell you what I would like to do is someday take all of the credentials of all of the events I ever did, or at least the best ones, and display them all at once so that I can walk people, my kids, my grandkids, through where I went. Make a wall out of it. Yeah, a wall out of it would be awesome. Just a big, I don't know how where you go for that, like a arts and crafts store or Michael's. Or sure. Something. I don't know. Do it yourself. But a big display framed of all the my favorite credentials. See, that's what. what's funny is that I have done that. I don't know why. Every time I get a credential, I just kind of put it away, thinking that one day I'm going to do that, and I guarantee I never do it. But I'll just, I'll just keep them. They are. My wife would be the first to tell you they're all in a box somewhere, and she probably walks by the box like, when is he going to throw these out? Do something about this box of credentials. But someday I will do that. Maybe it's today, Chris. Maybe, Maybe. it's today. But here's I got a question yeah. about that. Why do people get – people get so upset about boxes – why is this box of stuff here? That's what it's for. The box is there to keep it out of sight, to keep it on the shelf. There's no reason to get upset about a box. That is true, but I am not going to pick a fight, <laughs> and I am going to say you're absolutely right, honey. We need to purge. We need to have room in this basement. But I do have some things that I've hung on to. And I will admit, during COVID, during the pandemic, I threw some stuff away, and it felt pretty good, actually. I'm like, I haven't looked at this in years and years. Gone. And I did keep some things, including I, the giant I, box of credentials. I have stuff in my place that I have no business having. I need to throw away a lot. Well, it's, maybe it's, we, maybe Angie and I can come over and, and show you how to do that. That would be great. We'll videotape it. We'll oh, put it on KMOX.com. What a content. <laughs> We're looking for content. We've yeah. figured it out. Spring cleaning with Tom and Chris. <laughs> Spring cleaning. At, during spring training. Uh, Ty, when are you going down to Florida? I will go March 9th. So Arch Madness is here in St. Louis, Missouri Valley Conference yep. Tournament. I'll be hosting. And then the next day after my hosting duties, Saturday, March 9th, heading down to Jupiter. Matt Pauly and I will probably pass each other in the airport because he's leaving that day. And I'll finish it out last two weeks. Awesome. Tom Ackerman, Chris Ranji, we continue with you live from Cardinals Nation during winter warm-up. We are getting ready for baseball, even though it's five degrees in St. Louis. Uh, we hope that you'll stick around because we will have conversations with Lance Lynn, Ryan Helsley, Jojo Romero, and Wilson Contreras. That's all coming up next hour on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 